Welcome back to Student View Podcast. I'm Alyssa. And I'm Lindley. Welcome back. We're glad you joined us. Yes, and we are glad to be here. Um, so this is our second episode mm-hmm. of our podcast. First was introduction, and now we're actually getting into things. So today we're talking about the gospel. And real quick before we get into that, I'd like to say in our last podcast, we said that we would have this out before Thanksgiving, and we did. Yes, we did indeed. We got our goal. So, Also, another side note, we are going to be posting every other week now instead of every week just because more We're going to give you a little bit of a more detailed, longer podcast every other week rather than a shorter kind of not as in-depth podcast. Yeah, not only that, but also like we're students and we have a lot on our plate right now and so doing it every other week kind of gives us just a little bit more time to actually like get stuff done we want to take it as it comes and enjoy it and actually learn some more um when we create these episodes for y'all rather than rushing through it because we're learning with you actually um a lot of the things that we're about to go over in this episode today i didn't know um so yeah so this podcast um, kind of comes from, it's called Super Summer, and I talked about that um, in the last episode about my testimony. Um, that's where I recommended my life, and this is what we did the whole week we were there. We, in our little small groups so that we had, and then at big church, we talked about the gospel, and it's just, it was really good, and I love how they put it, and so I wanted to share it with everybody. So... Let's jump right in. What does the gospel mean? Okay, so the definition of the gospel is good news. The word gospel comes from the Old English, God meaning good, and spell meaning news or a story. The term good news refers to the story of Jesus' birth, death, and resurrection. There is also apparently walkie-talkies or something in here. That kind of scared me. (laughs) That scared me too. I thought someone was like... Anyways, okay, so the gospel can be an acronym. Alyssa, go see if you can find that while I say this. <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, okay. So the gospel is an acronym, um, or can be an acronym. That's how they put it. And so it's God, our sins, paying everyone life. And so that's kind of an easy way to put it. And if you can remember that, then you can tell other people. So what does God stand for and g god created us to be with him okay so let's go and see some verses that's about g second corinthians 122 says set his seal he set his seal of ownership on us and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come yeah so god created us to be with him um he set his seal of ownership on us. That's what that verse is saying. We are his and all that. And then there's also Ephesians 2.10. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So we are his. We We do don't his choose good works. if we get saved. He chooses us, and he yeah. already knows from the beginning of time who is his. But we do his good works, and he's already prepared Mm-hmm. us for what we have to do like he already knew what we were gonna do he built us perfectly in his image 
Okay, so that's G. God, God created us to be with him. All Let's talk about stuff. O. Yes, so O is our sin separates us from God. So this is the second part in the gospel. O meaning O-U-R, not A-R-E, because she is Southern and says yes, R I do rather say. than our. But, yeah. <laughs> O-U-R. What does Isaiah 59, 2 say? But your iniquities, yeah, have separated you from God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. And iniquities means moral or grossly unfair behavior. I had to look that up when I read that verse. So your grossly and unfair behavior is a sin. Yeah, that's what has separated you from God. Yeah. Okay, Romans 3.23. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Yeah, so literally everybody has sinned. Like if you are a living, breathing human you have sinned animals if you're not even a human like animals they have sinned nobody is perfect except for god and so that separates us from him because we are not like him we live in a fallen world Mm -hmm. okay romans 6 23 says for the wages of sin is death but the gift of god is eternal life in christ jesus our lord so for the wages of sin is death. That's the main part in that verse. Um, because we sin, we should die for it. That is our punishment. Wait, hold on. Let's pause for a moment. I don't know if I misheard you, but Jesus never sinned. No. He died for our sins. Yeah. We sinned, and we deserve total death. But mm-hmm. thanks to Jesus, he... Yeah. I was, yeah. Which, we'll get more into that part of it. Let's farther into the gospel um okay and he broke whoa he bros hebrews <laughs> hebrews ten twenty six. if we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth no sacrifice for sins is left yeah so if we know that something is a sin but keep doing it and saying things like oh well god will forgive me like that's okay we as humans are really good at persuading ourselves if mm-hmm. you if if y'all haven't noticed that, if you mess up, or let's just say a diet, let's use that for reference. If you want to be on a diet and you eat a small little cupcake and you're like, oh, it, it's not that bad. It won't, it won't, you are really good at persuading yourself. Yeah. And that is what we do. We talk ourselves into thinking that sin is okay and it is not. Yeah, like, um... A bunch of people I know, they're like, oh, well, you know, I cuss a lot. But, you know, it's okay. God will forgive me. Like, that doesn't matter. Not the right attitude to yeah, have. Yeah, no. You just try your best not to do that kind of stuff. And then it also says that no sacrifice is left for sin. And that's not saying that, like, you're not going to heaven. But your reward might not be as great when you get there. Because it's not right. Mm. <clears throat> So that is the O for our. So now we have two letters down. Next is S, and that's sins. And that means sin cannot be removed by good deeds. So we just went how sin separates us. Now we're going into how sin cannot be removed by good deeds. By the way, if y'all want to pause this as we're going and kind of try and take y'all's best guess before we tell y'all some verses and stuff and, you know, think about it on your own, go for it. Yeah, and if we go a little fast... We are sorry, but we are also, we have a certain amount of time that we have to do this, so I can't take all day. 
which I'm sure y'all don't want to listen all day either. So, S. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Yeah, so that just says it right out there. Good works does nothing for you. Good works does not save you. Good works does absolutely nothing. My uncle uses this, like, term or example. You can walk 10,000 grannies across the street. It is not putting a single dent in your sins. Like, you're not trying to, what what is it called? Um, like... Make them equal. Yeah. You're not trying, you're not balancing them out. And that's one thing. I know that there's another religion that thinks that like, oh, if I'm really good, then I'll get into heaven. I can't remember who it is, but like which religion it is. But they think if I do enough good things, then I will get into heaven. That's not true. And there's no amount of good things you can do to get into heaven. It's all the gift of God. Right. So... That's a very good verse. Lindley, what does John fourteen six say? It says, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And that just kind of means Jesus is the one and only way into heaven. So, again, good and, works. Yeah, you cannot say, oh, I believe in God just to be like, I don't want to go to hell. That's You have to truly believe in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. So, S, just basically, nothing, like, if you do good things, like, that is great. And as Christians, we want to do good things because we want to show God's light through us. It's like, good things is not bad. That's really good to do. But I'm going to take, like, Ellen DeGeneres into consideration because we, I'm pretty sure she's not a Christian. I mean, I think I know that. I think a bunch of people know that, but she does all these good things, and you're like, she's such a good person, like, she gives all these things to people, like, she has people come on her show, and she, like, gives them all these gifts, but that's not going to do anything in the long run. She's not helping herself. No, that's, that's a good thing for other people, and people are thankful for her, but, like, it's not going to get her into heaven if she's doing that. We all know that there's a worldly view and a Christian view. Yeah. And maybe on the worldly side, she's doing what is considered to be a good thing by us. But by God, she's not doing anything. Yeah. Okay, let's go into P. So we're halfway done. What does P mean? So P is paying... And it's paying the price for sin. Jesus died and rose again. That rhymes. That does rhyme. I just realized that. <laughs> Good way to memorize that. <laughs> yeah. So this is a very big part of the gospel. I think it's one of the most talked about parts of the gospel. So there's also a good amount of verses for this one too. There's about the same as last one. So, All right. Let's Romans see. 5, 8. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Yeah, so that's just saying. That's that all he did. out there. Yeah, that's basically what the verse, like that verse ties straight in to what P is. Christ died and paid for our sins. He did. 
And that is literally amazing. Like, what the heck? Like, just I think. would not have done that. I know. Like, it's just crazy that he would do that. Because he was perfect. He didn't need to do it. But he did it for us. It's insane. We deserve to be spit on, kicked, I mean, walked all over. We are horrible. And the perfect, and I'd like to point out, perfect, we don't know what that means. Our minds cannot grasp what perfect really is because we have nothing to compare it to. Yeah. And so knowing that he was perfect, that's blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... First Peter, Peter 2.24, lovely. They are still going on those speakers, too. That's great. Okay, First Peter 2.24. He himself bore our sins and his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. So that one's just talking about... This is all just kind of like what happened during his death and resurrection. And just kind of saying like it did happen. But... um Jesus bore his sins um, on the cross for us, and he died, and then for our sins, and that's just, yeah, another verse about him dying for us, um, okay, the, now these next, two, those two verses are about him dying for our sins, and then these next two are about his resurrection. Romans 6, 8, 11 says, Now if we die with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once and for all. But the love he loves, he loves to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Yeah, that was a lot. But, um, I have never heard of that verse before. Yeah, well, Romans 8, or yeah. Romans 6, 8 through 11. There it is. <laughs> That's um, amazing. Yeah, so I'm reading back through it. There's a lot in that one verse. There is. Um, well, a few verses. Yeah, it is a few. Uh, yeah, so if we die with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. So when we die... If we accept Christ, we go up and we live with him. Um, and we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. So he will always be living, and then hopefully we'll live eternal life with him one day. But it also says, in the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Your sin, it's dead. Yeah. He, he made it to where... We could be washed new every day. Every morning we are clean slate. And then we know we're going to sin every day. But he's still going to forgive us. Either way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Acts 3.5. Whoa. 3.15. Says, You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of this. So... We know Jesus is real from eyewitnesses and prophecy. And this is an eyewitness um, talking, I'm guessing, to the guy, guys that killed him. Maybe. Don't take our word for that. We yeah, don't know. I don't know. I would have to read, like, before and after. But saying how he killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. Um, and they are his witnesses. So 
That is P. Let's yeah. Here, let's go back through. So G, God, God created us to be with Him. Um, he made us handiwork, all that. Oh, oh, our sin separates us from God, as in nothing. Yeah. So and, God is perfect. Yeah. We are so far below with our sin. Like we're not even on the scale. No, we're not even close. Um, as sin, sin cannot be removed by good deeds. There is no amount of things that can get you into heaven without his salvation. P, when we just did, paying, paying the price for sin. Jesus died and rose again. Jesus died for our sins on the cross and rose again three days later. Okay, so that's a little overview. Now we're on E. That's everyone, everyone who trusts in Jesus alone for salvation and repents has eternal life. So this is kind of like, you are seeing what the gospel is and now you're like, well, how do I get that? How do I like receive that gift? And here we are. Okay, so this is like the most famous verse out there, John three sixteen, And it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, so that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So that's, everyone knows that because like that is. It's a big verse. That's what is most yeah, known. That is like how you get eternal life. Um, and how, it's basically the whole gospel summed into one verse. Kind of. So, if you believe in him, then you shall not perish. But you're like, how do I believe in him? Um, the gospel, I mean. Repent you of repent. your sins yeah. and believe that he is your God. Yeah. That he will take care of you. That he died for you and your sins. And he rose again three days later. Believe that he came to earth and lived a perfect sinless life. As God and man. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go into Mark one fifteen, and we can also get into how do you become saved at the end. Um, so you want to read Mark one fifteen? I will. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Yeah. So again, that's just saying, repent, believe, and, and the, the good gospel. news is the gospel. So to for everyone. Everyone who trusts in Jesus alone for salvation and repents of sin has eternal life. If you repent and if you believe, then you have eternal life. But there's one good thing, and that's L, and that's life. Life with Jesus starts now and lasts forever. If you truly believe in him. Yes. So, Ephesians 4, 22 through 24 says, You were taught with regard to your former way, former way of life to put off your old self which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. So whenever you're saved, whenever you give your life to Christ, um, you change a lot. Like You're it, supposed to. It like just makes you want to do like so many things. Um if you say that you are saved and you are still living your old life, I'm probably going to be questioning if you're really saved. Yeah, because um, it says to be made new in the attitude of your minds, put on the new self, created to be like God, and it's true righteousness and holiness. So, basically, yeah. And then John five twenty four. Very truly, I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but has crossed over from death to life. Yeah, so that's another one. 
I really like that verse. Too. Same. Um, Basically, whoever hears him and believes him and who he says he is has eternal life. They won't be judged. Jesus will say, that one is mine. Mm-hmm. And you will not have eternal death, but yet eternal life with God in heaven forever. So that's L. That's all we have. So now let's like talk about how you can be saved. So really, if you have an adult or like a pastor or youth pastor that you like to talk to, I would suggest going to them. They can also explain everything to you. But to be saved means to like know you're a sinner and like know that you fall short of the glory of God every single day and you believe that and then also that Jesus died for those sins and that um, he died on the cross for you he was buried but then he rose again three days later give your life to Christ and basically you say that prayer like you can again go to a youth pastor or a pastor or your parents, someone you trust. You know, saying a prayer is a new thing I've heard from you. I don't think I've ever done that. Hmm. It's definitely a new thing. Yeah. But just like praying, that is a big thing. Yeah. So you repent, and repent means like turning the other direction. Like if you are on a highway to a cliff, is where you're headed right now. Like if you are not saved highway off a cliff but if you repent you flip that thing you you turn it and you head back towards God and towards the right way and sometimes you have to do that daily sometimes you have to do it weekly like it's insane repent you know we have a class here at Brooklyn for some of the older kids uh, called S3 and if you are a Brooklyn student I invite you to come and join along with us it is a great time. Mm-hmm. But we had a guy come and tell us what the gospel was and what it means to us. And he asked, he said, what has God done for you? What has he done to change your life? And a lot of a lot of people said a lot of things, and every single one of them applied to me. Yeah. And my biggest one, I think, is patience, not only with people, but with him, with God himself. I... Sometimes I need answers. If I'm struggling with something, I want an answer from somebody. And everybody says, pray about it. But I want that answer right then and there. And God has taught me that he will give me an answer mm-hmm. on his own time, not yeah. on mine. And but that has been something I've struggled with. I know me and Alyssa are both saved. We've done all that. So... We very much encourage it if you feel like you are ready. Um, Don't do it just to do it. Like, don't do it for the title. But do it because you want it. And you, it's a thing between you and God. It's not between anybody else. Mm -mm. And it shouldn't be. If people, like, ask questions, like, great. But don't tell, like, don't let anybody stop you from doing it or force you into doing it. And if you are saved, go out and share the gospel. Please do. That's, I hate you can take notes, like, if you, you can go back, take notes, because um, uh, this is a lot of very good stuff, and even just the acronym, like, I will always remember that now, and if anyone ever needs to know about the gospel, I'll be like, yeah, God, our sins, paying everyone life, like, that is it. As well as, 
I mean, what has God done for you? What is the gospel? How has the gospel changed your life? How has he changed you and your life? And These if you need to recommit yourself. Yeah. I know. I did, like, I got saved so young, and I just didn't know. And so last year it really dawned on me that, like, I needed to change my ways because I was getting, like, I mean, I hey, wasn't doing anything for God. I was just kind of living my own life. Hey, like, buddy, that was this year. Well, it was this, sum- <laughs> this summer. It whatever. is November, what, the 15th today? So we are creeping up on December and Christmas and the new year, actually. Yeah, we are creeping up on the new year. This year went fast. So that was a really good discussion. It was kind of fast-paced, but that is okay. If you need to, go rewatch it. Um, other than that, thank y'all for listening in. I hope this kind of helped. Next week, we're going to be doing something on, well, our next episode will be over thankfulness. Yes, I'm kind of excited for that one, for Thanksgiving. Yes, Thanksgiving is next week. It is, which, yeah, we will post next week. Most likely. And then we'll start doing every other week. But, if y'all would, join us in prayer to close this out. Okay. You ready? Yep. Holy Father, we come before you today just thanking you. I thank you for allowing us to wake up this morning and let, letting us enjoy your beautiful creation and uh, just fellowship with each other. Lord, please forgive us from where we've wronged you and place your hand on us and anybody who is listening. Um, we know that sin separates us from you, and I pray that you wash us clean with your blood as, you know, we sin and mess up and as we go through the rest of our day please help us to keep our eyes on you and all of your glory and we ask all of this in your holy name amen amen so thank y'all for listening and we'll see you next week